You're listening to Sisters on the Mic podcast, the show that brings you the best information to help you unlock and discover your greatness. Thanks for taking the time to spend with us today. I'm one of three of your hosts. My name is Nikki. I'm Antoinette. And I'm Olivia. And today we will be talking about therapeutic intimacy with our special guest, Vanita Vanita Rather. Dr. Vanita Rather is a preacher, author, coach, and a fierce advocate for women and girls. She is the founder of My Sister, My Seed, a nonprofit with a mission to create a safer and a more just world for women and girls. Dr. Rather established My Sister, My Seed in 2013 to fight sex, traffic, tra- sex trafficking and to empower women and girls. Dr. Rather is, a, is very passionate about empowering women and girls, and she uses her passion to spread an empowering message of self-love, self-birth, and value to all, especially those who are too often marginalized, left out, and left behind. Welcome to the show, Dr. Rather. We are so excited to have you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm glad to be here with you all. Love that opening music. I <laughs> found myself tapping my fingers a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I am so impressed by your bio, Dr. Rather. Oh my goodness, you have so much going on. Yeah, a lot going on. So thank you. Um, I don't know if I should say thank you or say, oh my God, you need to, to, to pull it in a little bit, rein it in a little bit. No, you got to celebrate your successes. That's, That's right. You achieved a lot. You got to do what you know you feel led to do, what your purpose is, and all of that in my bio is, is about purpose. It's not about me just trying to be busy and booked. Like people say, booked and busy. No, (laughs) I'm just trying to live my purpose. Really. I I know that's right. I love that. I'm just trying to live my purpose. Write that down in time. Somebody tell me you're doing too much. No, I'm just trying to live. I'm just trying to live my purpose. I'm writing that down. Purpose. You in your lane, you just go for it. And you know what? You'll have the space and energy you know, and, you know, motivation to, to get it done. If it's in your lane, if it's in your wheelhouse, if it's your purpose, but, you know, so that's what I do. Yeah, I think I that's good that you said that because that's what we were born to do, right? Live our purpose. Exactly. Yeah. So, so um, Dr. Rather, what is purpose? I believe my definition of purpose is the thing that you were innately created to do is, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, try to figure out what purpose, what their purpose is. But I find if you just look at the things that you are passionate about, the things that irk you looking at all of those things mm-hmm. point you in the direction of your purpose, the thing that you can't let go. The reason why I started my nonprofit to fight sex trafficking is because when I begin to hear about, you know, young girls, you know, 12 and 14 years old being forced to have sex with not have sex being raped by 10 and 20 men a day. It just disturbs my heart. And I know when something disturbs your heart, it's your work to do. And so, um, 
you know, and, and then writing and preaching and making sure that women, that we all know our self-worth and our value is something that's important to me. So again, something else that just fell in line with empowering women and girls and fell in line with um, my purpose. And I pursue those things that when I get a lead on my purpose and I feel like, oh, I can't let this go. I got to do that. I got to do that. I don't, I don't let it go because, you know, I, I don't want at the end of the day, you know, purpose is something God gives us. Mm. And I don't want to, you know, God saying to me, why you ain't doing that? Or you know, <laughs> you're doing this you're doing, and you ain't doing nothing with your gifts and your talents. And, and that's not going to be me. Yeah. I yeah. Can help it. <laughs> you brought up some good points about our gifts and our purpose. So let's say we are working in our purpose. And, you know, we talked about this in one of our other podcasts. We talked about imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. um, that feeling of doubt or like, like you're a fraud. Yeah. How do you address that when you feel like you're walking in your purpose, but then you have those feelings like, am I a fraud? Am I really doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And, and before you, I'm sorry, Dr. Rather, before you answer, could you define for us what imposter syndrome is? Imposter syndrome is when you um, you have the credentials, you have the gifts, you have the desire and all of that to do a thing. And then when you start doing the thing, you you begin to feel like, oh, you begin to shrink a little bit like and feel like questioning yourself, letting doubt seek in and you begin to doubt whether you are the one to do this or you look at so many other people who are doing what you do because nobody is doing anything completely original, but you begin to look at other spaces and people in other spaces doing what you do. And then you start to doubt yourself. And that's what imposter, you start to feel like, maybe I'm not enough. Maybe I'm not the one. Maybe I'm not doing it as well. You know, comparing, doing the comparison game. So it's, it's making yourself feel like, it's buying into that doubt that makes you feel like, um, you don't have what it takes to be in the place where you are doing the thing that you desire to do. And I know, um, Olivia, can you re-ask your question? Because I, I know Antoinette asked the questions. <laughs> yeah, because now I forgot my question, I Antoinette. Know. I know. <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying. I know you said something about the imposter um, and then Antoinette wanted the definition. Yeah, so just walking in your purpose, what types of things, how do you address that feeling of doubt in your skills like how do you how do you address that and walk confidently knowing that no this is my purpose and I was designed to do this and I do have the skills I got this how do you you know overcome those those negative thoughts that's good yeah it and for me what I try to do is check myself and and you know ask myself a whole lot of questions like are you comparing yourself where's this doubt coming from i try to look at the root of what that doubt is and what it's saying to me and you know digging up that root and addressing it head on because sometimes that doubt comes from you looking at somebody you know else who may have done a magnificent job at something you do and then you start looking at yourself thinking i'm not that great you know, is you have to look at where the doubt, where the, the seed of the imposter is coming from. And then you just got to address it. You got to look yourself in the mirror or look yourself in the eye, have a heart to heart conversation with yourself and say, listen, I may not do it like she does it. It may not 
come off like this, but I am still doing the thing that I believe I'm called to do, that I'm passionate about doing. And I may not reach a million people, but if I reach the one person with the gift that that I was given, then I'm great. I'm I'm doing all right. And we, I, I, a lot of times, it's just comparing. It's just that comparison that creeps in that you know um, explodes that doubt. That one little seed of doubt that makes you crumble sometimes and think and question yourself. And you just gotta you just gotta talk back to your doubt. You gotta. Re- one thing I tell some of the women that. I coach is to remember your receipts. Sometimes you just got to pull out your receipts and, and remind yourself of all the great things that you yes. have. Done. I yes. have to do that myself. I've mm-hmm. like, you got degrees on the wall. You got student loans to prove that you have degrees on the wall. Right now, you have to, you know, all the things that you've done, how you've helped certain women, how you built a nonprofit, how you've done this, how you, you have to remind yourself of your own greatness. And that's a lot of, that's one significant way to defeat the imposter syndrome is to remind yourself of your own greatness and, and believe it. You know, you know, you, 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 you've done great things that, you know, you can pat yourself on the back. And when that doubt creeps in, pull out your receipts and read them to yourself. I, I love that. Pull out your receipts. That's right. Because I am great. I'm yeah. whole. I'm healed. I'm delivered. Um, I'm worthy. You know, mm-hmm. I was telling myself that today in my affirmation. I'm worthy of all the things, all the greatness that's going to come to me and all the great things that has happened to me for me. I know we were talking about that um, amongst ourselves as well. Um, just saying these, the affirmations over your life. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And so I think those things are important as well. So, yeah, that's really good. And a spiritual um, process, you know, like waking up in the morning, like you're saying, you do affirmations, meditate, build, give yourself a few minutes in the morning at the end of the day or some, even if it's the middle of the day, whatever time works for you, just to read, to, to feed your spirit, feed yourself. And Mm -hmm. you are constantly you know, in full on yourself. And that way you can make it through those doubtful times when you build yourself up a whole lot. So that's really important. Those affirmations or meditation or whatever you do to feed and full and feel yourself. I like all the points that you're bringing up. I feel like this has come up with some of our other guests on the show. And I think everything we're saying is great and how we apply it to our life. I think one of the things that it's been talked about, but it's not stressed about is taking the time to heal. So yes, we're talking about the affirmations and talking to yourself, trying to figure out, okay, how do I get rid of those negative thoughts? But can you just touch a little bit on the healing process and what that really looks like? We have the practical things that we need to do, but what does that healing look like? Because I feel like that's two separate things. Healing from anything in particular? Just or- anything in particular, just general. Yeah. Um, healing, I, I like to look at the healing process is something we like to rush through. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, especially when we're feeling pain. But one thing I tell all the women that I coach, and I make videos about this too, is um, that pain is a gift you know, and I know we don't want to hear this. I don't always want to hear it, but you have, if you're going to heal, mm-hmm. you have to sit in the pain. Yeah. You, have, you, I mean, and a lot of times like, you know, when I'm coaching on women who are getting out of relationships, right. 
and their hearts are broken and they want to rush through that pain. And I'm like, the one, there are two things you can't do when you are trying to heal from heartbreak. And that is you can't um, replacement heal. And mm. you can't, what was the other one I was telling you? Replacement healing is when you, um, you just go out and date somebody else. You just get another person to mm-hmm. fill that hole, to fill that void, and you just move on to the next one. And when you do that, you don't give yourself time to heal and you don't give your time to really deal with what, you know, where you were in that relationship right. and what you attributed to the demise of the relationship because it's never just one person, you know. But the second thing you can't do is... Um, is try to prove well, is 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 a name I give it, but it's when you try to um, prove to someone you're you're not focusing on the healing because your goal is I'm going to get in shape, I'm going to lose this weight, I'm going to buy this car, I'm going to buy this house, and I'm going to do all these things to let this person know I'm over them. So it's re, it, I call I gave it a name. It's replacement healing, um, and the other one is revenge. That's what it is. Oh, revenge healing. Revenge mm. is saying, you know, um, I'm going to show them. So I'm going to lose uh-huh. them. Show uh-huh. them. I'm going to buy this bag. I'm uh-huh. going to show them. It looks so good. I'm going to show them. So you can't. Revenge healing and um, replacement healings aren't healings. They are, you know, patchwork for the work that you will do. And you will have to circle back to get yeah. that healing if you want to grow. Because, you know, the growth comes from you sitting in that pain, allowing the pain to teach you what it needs to teach you and give you uh-huh. the gift that it wants to leave with you. And you can't get that spurting around pain. You can't get that going outside or going here and there. You can only get that walking straight through that pain, allowing yourself to hurt, feel all your feelings and grow. It's the only way. But but I but I also think with those um, with the replace, which is really good. Um, and thank you for sharing those. You can't replacement heal and you can't revenge heal. I also think that while you're doing those things, um, you have to seek some type of counseling. Um, and, and I know that social media has made it so easy to be able to revenge heal and replacement heal. Oh, yeah. like you can put all of your uh, achievements and your new boo on social media and your new bag and your new car. Um, and I know as women, which was talking about like, we tend to, I'm going to cut my hair. I'm going to change my hairstyles. I'm going to go and exercise. I'm going to lose all this weight. And now we got surgeries, you know, we do all of those things. And so everybody can see it. And hopefully my ex can see it too. (laughs) You know what I mean? So social media has made it so easy to be able to do those things. Um, But what would you suggest that if you are in, because I know that we put on this facade, but we need to go deeper. Like, where did the pain come from? Right. Like, because just because you got in that relationship, you got in that relationship with a person that was traumatic or that, you know, was devastated and different things happened in that relationship because you were, it didn't come from that person. It came from somewhere else. So how do you get to the core of how we are attracted to these type of people to get in those type of relationships? Yeah, and it. I would say, Yes. Some of us need therapy. We need, I mean, don't, don't call a coach. You don't need a coach. You need a therapist and there are differences. And sometimes it depends on what your issue is, what your struggle is, but it sounds like if you're doing that repeater thing, like every 
relationship you find yourself in, you have hooked up with someone who is emotionally unavailable. At some point, it is not that person. It is not the men that you are dating or the women that you are dating. At some point, you have to recognize that you are the common denominator. And yes, you need to go deeper. And a lot of things we deal with are, you know, our childhood, our inner child that um, had, did not get all of their needs met. And when your inner child doesn't get all his needs met and there's some scarring and trauma even that happened in your childhood. You are a grown woman whose inner child is running the show or acting out in certain situations. And that requires healing. And there are so many books. I remember reading one book that really helped me. I had inner child issues, but there are so many books out here that you can read. So there are things you can do to to help yourself, that self-help work. There are books and programs and courses, I'm sure, that are out here. But if your stuff is really deep, you know, if you've been abused as a child, you never had healing, you never had, you know, work around that, then you need to go and get some therapy. So it depends really on what your scar is, what your issue is, what your trauma is. That will determine the kind of help that you should seek out. Because again, there are so, so many good books and um programs out here that can help us heal. But the thing we have to be really, really willing to do is look at ourselves and ask ourselves those hard questions. Why am I continuously in these relationships? Why do I always end up hurt? Why am I afraid to ask for a raise on my job? You have to, you know, first ask yourself and come to the realization that there's an issue that you need to work out. And there's nothing wrong with therapy. There's nothing wrong with getting the help. And we need to start there. You know, be honest with yourself, hold that mirror up and evaluate yourself. And if you're tired of, you know, doing this repeated thing, do what you need to do to heal. Now, if that's therapy, if that's coaching, if that's reading self-help books, Mm -hmm. pick your method of healing and go for it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just know that, you know, we have um, our sister's organization and we deal with a lot of women just like you. And we just we see a lot of people that put on masks. Um, we, we love to do our hair and put on our makeup and look beautiful. And then there's so many women that are suffering that don't ever talk about it. Um, and they don't talk about it because they're embarrassed. They don't talk about it because they don't want people to know what they're going through personally. And so we, you know, one of the things that I, I know I'm looking at it in my own personal life is that I do want to be happy. I want to I want to live a joyful, a joyful life. I don't want to just be here on earth, you know, and just living. I want everything that God has for me. And I know that with that, that means that there are some issues that I'm going to have to deal with within myself. And right. so instead of just, oh, it's, it's, oh, it's wonderful to be beautiful when you walk out the door, but to really, truly be happy, you know, and so many women are not truly happy. They don't understand what true love is and what true joy is. Because again, I see imposter syndrome is that that's a part of imposter syndrome to me. Because we put on a mask and we put on a, a facade for people. And again, like I said, social media makes it very apparent. Like everybody, when you look at that social media, you could be very jealous of the people you see, but you don't know what those people are really going through. Right. Because exactly. even, and, and this is not to down them because I think that they're wonderful people from what I could see. But when you look at Megan Good and her husband, you would have never known that they was about to get a divorce. But I was posting them on my page. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they look good. They look happy. She winning. And then when you turn around, like, 
you you sitting up here and you looking at other people's lives and you're happy and you're looking at them like that's what I want, but we don't really know what people are going through. Yeah, and 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 on one hand, we can also look at that Megan Good story. And we and I don't have any inside information. I don't know what happened in their marriage. I don't know who left who or anything. But I think it's something to be said about a woman who is in a marriage, and everybody's looking at it saying, "Oh, this is relationship goals," and she walks away. And I'm not saying that's what she did, but I'm saying that that's powerful to me. That's that's you saying. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to mm-hmm. remain in this relationship. Mm-hmm to 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 say i'm unhappy yeah yeah and and your happiness it has to come from you having a relationship with with yourself like i know we were talking about intimacy the last time we did talk and a lot of times we get into relationships be we get into intimate relationships before we are intimately in relationship with ourselves we don't know We'll really know what we really want. I mean, have we taken the time to really understand what makes us tick, what makes uh-huh. us happy? Or are we settling for the relationship goals list that people put out? The relationship has to be like this. And, and then we get into these relationships. They don't really meet our intimate needs and what we really want. And then we unhappy, but... You know, do we have the courage to leave? Do we have the courage to wake up and say, I'm not really happy to explore what happiness would look like for us? A lot of times we do wear those masks and we don't have that kind of courage. But if you do, like, I, I don't know if it was you all that I was talking to, but one of my favorite songs is India Ivory, where she talks about, and um, Nikki, you just mentioned this, you want to really be alive. And she, in one of her songs, she said, we have a choice to live or truly be alive. Mm-hmm. And the only way you can truly be alive is to have an intimate relationship with yourself before you get into these other relationships. So you will know what really does make you happy, what really does turn your heart, what really does make you feel like you're walking in purpose and, you know, doing mm-hmm. that you are on this planet to do, you know? I think just based on everything you just said, you know, we choose our happiness. And for some people, what they think is happiness is really not happiness at all um, until they step out of whatever situation they're in and they realize, wait a minute, I've been missing out. Life is so much greener on this side for real, for real, you know? So I think like you mentioned, that healing process being able to sit with it and feel your feelings about whatever it is that you're going through, just to get through that healing process and finding intimacy within yourself. I think that's very challenging for people. That's a different outlook for people to say, wait, you just want me to figure this out by myself and not use other things or not go to the spa for self-intimacy. You know what I mean? I think people are not really taking the time to figure it out and are only doing what they see on social media or what they see their friends do. Cause I think sometimes we live life and I've been guilty of this too, you know, especially, you know, um, at a point in my life when I first realized I was called to ministry and, you know, working in the church full time, but you know, we have to, um, realize that we are, we are all conditioned, you know, um, we're conditioned to want certain things, you know, many of us in a generation before us, you know, and maybe in some communities now, marriage is the goal for women, right? And, and 
you know, my mother's generation, it was like, you, you, you work, you find a husband, you raise a family, but, and we've been conditioned to want certain things, but we have to question our conditioning and see if it fits us. Like I tell women all the time, you got to decide whether you're going to be the woman you were conditioned to be or the woman you were created to be, because you can't be both. You can't be the conditioned woman if you want to be the created woman. And God created us to be uniquely different and we have to own our differences and our uniqueness. But oftentimes we just blend in because of we condition. We all of us, you know, we went through our hair thing and all of us where we now. I'm not going to say all of us. We were I was wearing hair. We then we go through this natural thing. We, you know, and those are just the surface and cosmetic things. But the root goes deeper, you know. It, it, we just have to question our conditioning and we have to question it in a real way where we decide whether we want to be these conditioned women or the exact women we were created to be. Because that doesn't oh. look like anybody else. And it takes a lot of courage to to travel and journey to be this created woman because oh. you don't have no blueprints because the oh. woman that you are is original and it is nobody like you on the planet. So that's going to take you putting on those blinders and doing what feels good to your soul. And that takes courage. But I'm going to tell you, there is a reward for it, honey, because this is nothing like walking in yes. who you leave yourself to be. There's nothing like the joy that that brings to your life, the happiness that that brings to you, the purpose that that brings to your life. But it does take courage. It does. Uh, Dr. Red, come on now. Was you preaching? I think I was because I could do that. Sometimes. <laughs> don't let me do that. <laughs> See how the girl talk, right? Oh my God, you just you just said it though. That was a mouthful, but that's exactly what I was trying to say. Like, oh my God. So what we yes, what we was created to be, not conditioned. Yeah. And and especially black women, we think, you know, I won't say especially black women, but for as a black woman, you know, we think mm -hmm. we gotta be the strong woman that we wear these masks because we gotta present this strength. Nothing bothers oh. us shake it off my shoulders and all of that and no it's completely okay to be vulnerable and say i don't like this this isn't working mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do something different you know and you're not gonna get approval from everybody but we gotta stop living for the approval and applause of people and start living for the approval and applause of one and that's the one who made you and then that's you yourself and again I know I'm saying stuff and it sounds like it's easily flown off my tongue, but I'm going to tell you, this stuff takes courage. It takes courage to, to walk that, to walk that journey and seek that journey that is uniquely specific to you. It, it does. I was it, about to start clapping like we was in church and mess up the whole podcast. Olivia was going to be mad. Like, how do I get the clapping out? <laughs> I was going to leave it in there because I was about to do the same thing. No, I think everything you're saying is so valid Ooh. and it's so true. Mm. And people just want that finished product, not realizing you got to put in the work. Come on now. Like, this is not oh. something like you're not going to lose 30 pounds tomorrow, ma'am. You got to work out. Yeah. It's a process. You got to change the way you eat. You can't eat the same food and expect to lose 30 pounds. This is just an example. Yeah. I'm not speaking right. to anybody. Right, right, right. But I'm just saying, like, it's a process. And I hear what you're saying. And I, and for myself, I'm like, yes, I want it. I want it. Yes. And I know <laughs> I may have some sleepless nights with this process. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> I'm just yes, saying, really I talking. think... I think people need to be realistic mm -hmm. about the healing process mm -hmm. and their purpose. And when they're 
how they're trying to get somewhere. Yes, we're giving you all these amazing tips, but we're trying to be real with you and letting you know, hey, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not an easy process. Yes, you may have some sleepless nights. Yes, you may cry, but mm. but the finished product is just so amazing and it's just so okay. beautiful. Um, so don't give up. Let me stop. No, 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 no. Olivia, I don't want you to stop because you just you just said some things. And I, I know I just wanted to, to ask you a couple of questions. I know I'm, I'm interviewing you now, but oh, I just no. wanted to ask you and Dr. Rather, you too. But um, even I want you to touch more on like, because this is what I'm going through, the sleepless nights. Like I know that a lot of times when we're going through processes, it's uncomfortable, right? So I've been going through this thing where I'm waking up at 2.30. I wake up at 2.30, ladies, and I look at this clock. It's 2.30 on the dot. On the dot. Every, I'm like, okay, well, here I am again at 2.30. So, and it's the, pro, I know it's the process of what I'm going through. Like, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm like, okay, self-care, Nikki, you're changing the therapy and all of these things. And so I'm like praying and I'm like, okay, God. What are you trying to tell me? When those things start to occur, what are we supposed to do? I would say you got to remember that the pain, well, you got to get to a point where the pain of waking up at two o'clock in the morning or where you are right now has has to be lesser than the pain of going back to where you came from. Mm. So that, mm. That pain in the back, that going backwards, that has to be more painful to you than the pain you're sitting in to push. Uh. You know, and 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 that's that's how I. Sometimes I look back and situ like right now, I'm in a place in my life where I am transitioning. I'm I'm like, you know, um, I'm not interested in working for anybody. I'm trying mm -hmm. to make my life work as an entrepreneur on my own, and that. That's painful because, you know, I don't have no money. I, I'm, I'm thinking about how how my birthday is in May. I'm thinking about how can I go to Miami or Aruba for my birthday? Well, you can't go because you don't have any money. And, and those are the pain things. But that pain is one thing. But the pain that I live through working for somebody else mm -hmm. is more painful. And, and so... You're, you 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 have to evaluate where you're, is it more painful to go back? Yes, mm -hmm. it will be more painful. And so sit in this pain because this present pain has a gift to give you. Mm -hmm. This present pain wants to teach you. It's there. You don't experience pain just because you experience pain to grow you. Mm -hmm. And it gives a gift. If you let it, if you sit in it, it will teach you something and mm -hmm. then you can move on. But that pain in the back, in, that I came from, I ain't trying to go back there. Right. So I, 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 I'm going to sit here and deal with this pain because where you came from has to be more painful. And I think that's how you can, you know, yeah, motivation and courage that's to move right. forward. I think you'll, it has to be that way. Mm -hmm. And I think with that, I can speak for me, like those times where I do wake up and it's, it's typically a season where I'm waking up three o'clock in the morning and it's the same time every single time. I make sure my, my I still get up on time. Like my schedule is still the same. I don't shift it because I'm tired. Mm -hmm. um, because at some point I know that's going to shift. And I'm kind of, mm -hmm. when I do wake up, I don't get up and start cleaning and right. you know, doing or watching TV yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I kind of just sit 
with it. Yes, yes. I'll get up, go to the bathroom, drink some water, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I'll lay right back down. I may change yeah. my position or whatever, but I'm laying down. So God, if you don't speak to me, go ahead and speak. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I make sure mm-hmm. that my routine doesn't change. Exactly. Because I don't know what it is, but I just make sure I'm consistent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make sure and I've, I've been doing that. I haven't. I was like, okay, don't start watching TV. Right. Don't start cleaning up because I know, like you said, I got to get up and go to work. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, God, what are you trying to say? <laughs> and just yeah. I, another thing that I do because I I I have my you know three o'clock morning um, wake ups too, and when I wake up, it's because I'm worried. It's because I want mm. to see worry is it or this the position of it has worried me so much and that's what wakes me up. I can't sleep when I'm worried. Mm-hmm. And I would say, look at, to see if you worry. But the thing I do to remedy remedy that is I've start going on um, meditations um, mm-hmm. on YouTube and I will put um, my um, iPods in and they have these meditations where you can sleep through because it, it works on your subconscious mm-hmm. mind. And that's what I do. I, they, they they have a meditation for everything. A meditation. Yep. And for, they work. A meditation for success. We're talking about that. <laughs> I'm telling you, they, they, they work. Got, and I put that meditation in. I say, okay, I'm sitting here. I'm not going on social media. I'm not going to turn that TV that's on. That's right. I need to go back to sleep. But I'm just going to say, and it's over and over saying, you are powerful. You are. And that's what mm-hmm. I need. So I'm, I'm exactly. And I've, and I've used most meditations for different things. Like I've used it for studying. Um, and it helped me pass an exam that I was trying to pass for years. Um, and now, like I told the ladies, like when it rains and I'm driving, I notice now that I start to fall asleep. So I cannot drive in the rain anymore, unfortunately, <laughs> because of that daggone meditation with the rain. So no more of that for me. Well, Olivia, when I woke up this morning, I wanted to turn on the rain so bad. So I'm not doing it. Man, yeah. Maybe that's just me. Because I listen to it constantly for and a long period of time. meditation where it's raining? Yep. Okay. And that would make me go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So whenever it's raining really hard, like one, and it's been recently that I noticed it. Mm-hmm. And I was driving home and I had like maybe 45 minutes to get home. And I... As soon as I got in the car, my eyes started getting heavy. I said, hold on, wait a minute. What is happening? So I'm telling y'all, it works. It really does. So yeah, no more rain is so meditation powerful. for me. The yeah. mind is so powerful. Mind is, I agree. And oh let me tell you, that meditation does work. You know, it does. I mean, I listened to one last night. And this was one with just a voice. It was just mm-hmm. a voice. Mm-hmm. It was just this man just saying these things. And it was two hours. And um, yep. But I, I know I woke I fell asleep um, on it and I woke up. I was an hour in and then I fell asleep again. But I I don't care because I just want to go into my subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. So I will know that I am powerful. I am awesome. I am doing my thing. I can do any, I can master any. If I have a growth mindset, I can can master anything. I can learn new things. I can do new Mm. things. And, you know, that's what I'm going with. I'm going with changing my mind because that's how you change your entire life, you know, so. Yeah, it's worrying, getting up early. It's, it may be rooted in worry, and mm-hmm. you can answer that with some good old meditation is what I do. But Dr. Rather, I mean, from the first time we spoke to you, you were just awesome, awesome, awesome. 
and you were awesome. I don't know. I think you were trying to get us get me emotional, but I I didn't fall for it. Okay. <laughs> I'm holding back to you for your tricks. I know what you were trying to do. You are a doctor. I'm just messing with you, but no. Thank you for all your insight. Your insight. Um. It, it, it definitely has me thinking and I appreciate it. And I know our listeners um, appreciate it. So before we end this podcast, I just wanted to throw out a couple of rapid questions for you. So I need your rapid answers. <laughs> um, have you always considered yourself a spiritual person or did you just one day have an aha moment? No. Well, I grew up in the church with my family up until I was in the second grade and then we didn't go anymore. And I went back on my own when I was 22. Okay. So that's kind of my history. Um, and I wouldn't say, you know, I'm, I'm, um, I never had an aha moment. So Mm -hmm. um, it's just faith is something that's important to me. Mm -hmm. And I just, constantly throughout my life, gradually worked on it and grew in it. And a lot of traditional stuff in the church, especially, I don't even subscribe to, and that's probably a whole nother podcast. So I'm going to go deep into that. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm on my own personal journey with God, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. and I don't let tradition and other things dictate, you know, how I live my life, me and God doing that. And Um, opinion about it, but no, me and God got that covered. What do you believe is the purpose of life? I think you answered that, but I just wanted to get it. Um, I think the purpose of life is to figure out why you are here and to do that thing, because I believe your purpose connects to somebody else's purpose or them discovering their purpose or them discovering some healing. You know, the Bible it talks about us being a body. And so you know, I think our purpose has to connect with some other part of the body. So I think we're here to figure out why we came here, why we were sent here, why we were created and do that thing that we were sent here and created to do. Mm. And with that being said, the last question is, what is your secret to a happy life? Oh, following <laughs> the sound. I know I gave y'all this quote the last time I talked to you, but my favorite <laughs> quote is by um um Howard Thurman he says if you don't follow the sound of the genuine in you you will all your life spend your days on the ends of strings other people pull mm. so my happiness is rooted in looking within and figuring out what the sound of genuine living is for me and happiness is for me and I get that it's going to ruffle some it may ruffle the feathers of other people but I'm going I'm I'm done all the way done with people pleasing and needing the approval and, and blessing of other people for what mm. I for my life choices mm. I'm for me. And I know mm. that's okay or whatever, but that's what I'm doing. And, and, and only God's going to be able to tell me you wrong for that. Only God could judge me. <laughs> I'm, I'm chasing my happiness with everything in me. That's right. Relentlessly, relentlessly. <laughs> so, Thank you so much, Dr. Rather, again, for joining us. I just want to I leave the audience. so fast, so thank you yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> we can't eat this. Yeah. Um, well, that's what happens when you're having a really good conversation with your girlfriend, right? Um, so three, three takeaways. We just want to remind our audience, right? Um, it takes courage to stop living for the approval 
of all and, and approval and applause of all and just listening for that instead of the one whoever the one is you know who that one is for you mm -hmm. um two try to or aim to be the woman that you are created to be not the woman that you have been conditioned to be yes. and then finally for all of us who kind of do our therapy we therapize i made that <laughs> word up i think therapize ourselves on instagram um hey here's a note to you on your healing journey are you really trying to heal or are you working on replacement and or revenge healing? Thanks for listening.